You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back for the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show. It is uh, another beautiful day, another beautiful opportunity for us to be on the airwaves. If you were live, local, and ready to get things going on Tide 100.9, this is the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. We're live, local, and also broadcasting on Facebook on several different uh, channels including Martin Houston fan page, Tide 109, Alabama Tradition, uh, Exit and O's, uh, and as well as on YouTube at Martin Houston Live and on Twitter at Martin Houston 35. Remember that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. I am doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Happy to be here. Let's get the hump day started. Absolutely. Throw up a couple topics we're going to get into today. Matt Miller coming out uh, with the mock draft, uh, which is going to lead me into some 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 more of the Heisman conversation I had uh, I started on yesterday. Uh, we can talk about uh, the grading Bama position group. Uh, if we get into that conversation today, we're going to talk about the wide receiver group uh, and and their coach and what our thoughts are there. We'll give them a grade as well. A couple other miscellaneous. Uh, Topics that you know someone want to get get into. We uh, freshman, former Alabama uh, freshman Megan Bloodworth announces that she is going to go play for the uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, so, uh, wishing her good luck there. Um, and then, of course, uh, Bryce Young. Nominated uh, for a couple ESPY awards for 
male athlete of the year. And I think the team is more really as much of a team uh, and the Tide is nominated in the best game category for Young's comeback victory uh, in the 2021 Iron Bowl. If you want to find out more about those stories, if we don't get to them, you can always go to Tide109.com and talk about that. <laughs> and then, of course, do you like your quarterback uh, uh, with the mindset of uh, – Eli Holstein, when it came to the Elite 11 Finals, I just give you one quote. How did that make you feel as a Bama fan? Not out to make friends. Uh, so Eli, Eli making uh, a little noise out there in terms of his statement there. So I'm going to get you guys' thoughts on that. And then, of course, Alabama uh, gets the top JUCO linebacker uh in the class of 2023 and looking to um possibly uh get yet another um uh, top position guy from the JUCO ranks Pearl River Community Colleges where this young man is from uh Justin Jefferson uh linebacker or will he be a linebacker we'll talk about that and of course We've mentioned it on next Tuesday, there'll be an opportunity for Alabama to potentially land a top wide receiver as well. So I'll, I'll start off, guys, real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll hit the Eli Holstein conversation. Uh, I'd make you feel that if you're the team that got this young man uh, when he makes that statement, uh, if he's your quarterback, is it confidence? And if he's uh, not your quarterback, is it cockiness? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can definitely look at it either way, just depending on how you feel about the competition and if he's your guy. But I, I like it, you know. It's a, he, he's out there on, on a mission and has a purpose for being there. You know, he didn't say he won't make friends out there. He said he's not going out there to make friends, which means he's got a goal he has a goal and that's what he's going to be working toward. Joe, make you feel good about the, the, the guy you got in your class. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Xavier just nailed it. I think he's he's proven himself that uh, he's about the work. Uh, he, I think he he wants to show that he's I, I, honestly. I think he feels a little disrespected with his quarterback ranking as the top uh, as the eighth quarterback in the country, and, and and I think that's great to come in with the have a chip on your shoulder, hold on hold on to that chip all year long, and uh, and, and use it to f- fuel your skill set and development. Yeah, and, and and I think you, I think Xavier nailed it, Joe, and I think you nailed it right there at the end. I think he feels disrespected um, because Arch Manning this, Arch Manning that, and I was talking to someone about it yesterday. It would be, I don't know exactly how much higher of a level he plays at than, um, than uh, Arch does, but I know that there's a difference in the level, uh, and I. And, not trying to be Aaron Akaki, but taking somebody that's playing at Spanish Fort and somebody that's playing at Gordo, both good football programs, right? Both good at their level. Doesn't mean that one guy isn't good because he's at the lower level because we saw that with Derek Henry. But you know that that kind of has to be in his mind sometimes thinking if I was playing against lesser competition, 
where would my stats be? But the other side of that is you're probably also playing with more talented people if you're playing at the higher level. Uh, but either way, I think he's playing with a little chip on his shoulder uh, and wanting to prove something. As long as that's an internal drive, I'm good with it. Uh, if, if he wants to prove to himself and to others uh, that he he he's worthy of the attention and he's worthy of what Alabama, uh, the hope Alabama, I'm good with it. If it's just about being better than Arch or uh, others, then that can run out. Uh, once you reach that pinnacle, uh, you can lose your mojo. So hopefully it's about him. And that's what it sounded like to me is I'm about putting in the work. Um, I, I know I get you guys thoughts and then we'll bring Pat in. I know he wants to Pat's on, on whole wants to talk about the, uh, I'm sure uh, he wants to talk about the Juco uh, linebacker, but uh, what are y'all thoughts? Nick Saban looked like um, I asked a question and looked like Nick Saban is kind of proving me wrong. Uh, when I asked the question a couple weeks ago, <laughs> will uh, the transfer portal impact um, the um, JUCO, Juco ranks? Right. And it look, yeah, it looks like uh, it may be that actually the opposite of that. What are you guys' thoughts on Alabama landing Justin Jefferson as the uh, uh, one of the top players in the class, but also as top Juco player at linebacker for 2023? Uh, when you look at this guy, he, he's, he's a special athlete. I, I actually went and watched a little bit of his film last night. And he's not the biggest guy. You know, he's 6'1", maybe 6'2", and he's 215. But he flies around, he hits hard, and and that's what Nick Saban wants uh, out of his linebackers. So I, I think he can be a special talent once he arrives on campus. And, you know, you said this the other day that in some of these classes we might have missed on a linebacker or two, didn't get the guy we want. Well, if you look at this, this guy is is the is the deep class of Deontay Lawson and – Kendall Blackshire, Kendrick Blackshire and all of that. And he might have been in a situation kind of like Malik Benson. Maybe he went to a small school. Maybe it was just he didn't have the grades coming out. But he's taking the time to work on his craft, work on grades if that was the issue, whatever it was. And he's turned himself into a premier linebacker. Yeah, Martin and Xavier, if you get a, a linebacker who's running allegedly a four three nine uh, at an inside linebacker, and he's put on a, a, he's reportedly put on ten pounds in the last year, uh, just growing his body, growing, gr- working on himself, kind of like Eli Olstein, uh, just working on him himself. I, I, I think it's really encouraging, and to see Nick Saban go into recruiting and, and be, I think. It seems like, and this is just a perception, more open to the JUCO rankings uh, with Malik Benson and Justin Jefferson. I think it's really cool. I mean, Nick Saban and his staff are just going to any level of football to bring in talent. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and Joe, and, and I'm, we're going to bring Pat in, but I'm, I got two questions for you guys uh, in, in return in regards to um, this young man and, and his role at Alabama and. Uh, <clears throat> there may actually be a strategy behind uh, Nick Saban doing this, and and I had not thought about it till I saw him now go after the the he, he brought in the, the the tight end. He he now brings in a linebacker. Uh, 
and and he's after a wide receiver. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I think that is. But let's get to Pat. Uh, Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, fellas. Hey, did y'all see this guy had a from a sitting position jumped on top of a sixty inch box? I mean, hey, you got to go to. I think your own three's got it. It was top of my Google page. That I have a special page where that anything that happens to Alabama goes to the very top of my telephone. Uh, but man, wow! Hey, and and according to the article that I just got through reading, uh, you read that for, article on Tide One Hundred Nine, right? Dot com. Well, right? no, yeah. no, it was yeah. not. It was yeah, you, not go me. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, but, but anyway, anyway, what a what a this was at the top of my Google page. But oh, what the biggest thing that I saw was he didn't run a four three nine. He ran a four three four, and at two hundred plus pounds, that this kid could play anywhere Coach Saban wants to put him. That uh, what you were just talking about, I thoroughly agree with you, Martin. I don't know that he's going to be a linebacker. I mean, hey, that uh, with this kind of a uh, uh, a talent, wow. I mean, that's all I can say is wow. I mean, I, you're talking about a total freak of nature uh, to be able to jump sixty inches from a seated position. What explosiveness and what can what can uh, Baloo do? With that kind of explosiveness, you know, Blue's supposed to be famous for building explosiveness. What do you think? Well, I think if you can jump uh, 60 inches from anywhere, you're sitting, standing, uh, jumping off of a three-foot box. <laughs> <You're> still, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely seems to have some explosiveness to him. And, uh, I mean, he has – like I said, you you don't know why he ended up at JUCO, but uh, uh, it, it looks like it's going to work out pretty good for him to end up back uh, at Big Boy Ball. Uh, and so hopefully that gives – hopefully what Nick Saban's doing is giving uh, guys a lot of uh, hope. So uh, we'll, oh, we'll ab- see. Ab- absolutely. And, uh, you know, like I said, hey, uh, you, but think about it is going to the JUCO ranks. You've already they are they just because a guy wasn't brilliant coming out of high school for using that for an example whatever it was but they were phenomenal athletes because what I did with my boys to build a, a kid is good in books isn't necessarily good in athletics kid good in athletics isn't necessarily good in books but when you combine the two then you're fortunate. But yeah. wow, Coach Saban, well, well, Pat, giving these kids a chance is great, Martin. Yeah, and I and, and I I'll let you go after this, but Pat, I, I take me for instance, uh, I was a two hundred and fifty pound running back in high school. When I stepped yeah. foot on the on the football field my freshman year, I was two twenty. Um, how differently would I have been recruited had I been a two hundred and twenty pounder? that had had a better weight program, a better conditioning program and all of that. Who knows? I may have been, you know, one of these, you know, I may have been a running back instead of a fullback. Who knows? And that's what happens with these types of guys that go and they get a year of college coaching, a year of college weightlifting, a college development. All of a sudden uh, you get some of that extra uh, 
poundage off or you get uh, the weight that you were missing that you couldn't put on in a high school program. And, and this is not meant to be negative toward anyone. Some of these guys don't have the, the, the money or the finances or the nutrition at home to beef up. They go off to college, they're eating three, uh, three good meals a day, getting all of the food. And it's just it's so many things that go into it, even beyond just the grades, even even beyond just the, the, the feel. So uh, appreciate that, Pat. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yep, and I well, one thing, Martin, start for you real quick. You was talking about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was a man when he came out of the womb, but when he was an eighth grader or a ninth grader, Derrick Henry was a man playing against boys. More, you can't use right. him as an analogy. <laughs> okay, but, but, All right. but hey, but but think about well, Pat. My my analogy was not necessarily how big he was. Derrick Henry playing in that small school. Uh, from his physical physique is probably no different than Arch Manning playing against these guys with the level of coaching. Oh, yeah. Skill set Absolutely. That he's gotten. Yeah. So, so that's, that was the point I was making is don't assume <laughs> oh, yeah. Arch Manning is not good uh, because he played at small school, just like you couldn't assume Derek Henry wasn't good because he played at a small school. Derek Henry would have did the same thing at any school. And Arch any, Manning probably would have as well. So, Probably. All right, man. But, in, good but in, in, anyway, hey, go Eli. Bye. That's right. Go Eli Holstein. Not looking to make friends. Coming back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show. The Alabama One Hotline is open for business. Give us a call at 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Esau Traffic Center, two serious wrecks start the morning, one on 2059 eastbound near the Brookwood Rest Area with an overturned vehicle there. The other on 69 south of Tierce Patton Road, also with an overturned vehicle. Serious problem on the highway. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Now you can get a lifetime warranty on a used vehicle, too, at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. See dealer for details. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another very humid day today. The sky partially sunny. A few spots getting a shower or a thunderstorm, mainly this afternoon and this evening. The high today, 89. Tonight's low, 71. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered thunderstorms. The high, 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. Only two days remain. Opportunity for you to get in on the promotion at Alabama One. Uh, the current promotion ends, uh, but we'll kick off a new one on July 1st. I'll be letting you know more about that. It's going to be an auto 
uh, promotion, but uh, the current promotion, you can win a big green egg if you get a loan on commercial and ag equipment, and or if you go out and buy uh, one of those toys, boats, RVs, golf carts, motorcycles, uh, ATVs, etc. You can get interest rates as low as 1.99. That's right. Uh, if you qualify as low as potentially 1.99. Uh, restrictions do apply, but also remember, if you get that loan in there, you can get that bit, big green egg. Uh, we've had uh, 11 winners, and we're looking for one more. It could be you, so go ahead and go by alabama1.org or visit one of our branch locations, and our team will be glad to assist you. All right, guys, uh, real quick, because I do want to get to this, this, this mock draft information, which is also going to give us some Heisman Trophy uh conversation uh as a result of of one of the first things right off the bat but uh two two things number one uh will this young man potentially be the jordan battle replacement um will, will he will he come in here and and maybe with two years of experience at the collegiate level uh could save and be getting him a, a, another big safety uh, if this young man is still in that 210, uh, 215 range, of course, he could keep beefing up. But at this point, that fast at 210, 215, would he be a good option at safety as well? Uh, yeah, with this athleticism, you can definitely look at him being a safety. 4-3, uh, no matter where you're at on the field, is blades as fast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I I think just from watching his film last night, his physicality, you know, he, he's one of these guys like he to me, he, he reminds me of a right now, a slightly smaller version of Christian Harris. You know, he can put on another 10 pounds and and, pro, and probably still be in that low 4-4 range, if not still in a 4-3 range like like a Harris and. Man, this this guy can hit. So I, so I just the way the game has progressed, I, I think he stays at linebacker regardless. Joe, you have any thoughts on that? I think his, I mean, with his athleticism, he can be, de- definitely be kind of a tweener for sure, uh, and, and that gives Coach Saban a lot of flexibility. And honestly, I think that's probably what attracts Coach Saban to to, to him uh, as a recruit that he can kind of get him on campus and pl- probably play, uh, pr- probably move him around and kind of see where he fits best. Martin, I think you're onto something that he might be playing safety, but I think Xavier is as well. With the the way the game uh, is shifted, the athleticism is going to be a huge asset for him yeah think think about that you you go into a, a short yardage situation um and he plays linebacker but then you go into a short yardage situation and and he's your extra db uh, you know i mean you, you 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 can get big in short yardage with a guy like him versus like sometimes you get small smaller in the long yardage situation, you take out a guy. So that, that would be interesting because it gives you a lot of flexibility. And with the rise of tight ends, guys, does he, do you even come up with a package potentially where a guy like that, uh, is out there, uh, with that line, with those big tight ends from, from like the sakes of the Georgias where, you know, uh, the normal fleet footed linebacker is too small. Uh, to go or the guys is big enough 
aren't big enough to go. So he may be an answer to that puzzle as well. But here's another question. Have you, from a strategy standpoint, and Joe, I'll let you go first on this one. Is this a possibility, this whole JUCO thing, is it possibly that Nick Saban is sat down in this offseason and going, hey, guys, we lost 18 guys who we had invested in who were older, more mature, um, and we can't keep replacing uh, second- and third-year guys with guys straight out of high school. If we're going to stay mature and, and developed and have guys who have a little bit more because there is a difference. There's some guys ready to play, but not a lot of them are ready to play at a high level and at that that that. T- is Nick Saban possibly mixing in some of these JUCO guys um, to help with the maturity uh, and experience and et cetera? And so it may be the reverse of what I thought. This transfer portal could end up helping the proven uh, late blooming JUCO guys. Joe, what are your thoughts? I think you make a great point, Martin. I think that, uh, you, you know, Coach Saban is kind of seeing the way the portal is developing. And, you know, he, he's lost, we, we've lost players to the portal the last couple of years. But, um, I, I think the Juco ranks can be a way for him to, uh, m- m- maybe find diamonds in the rough, find, find mm-hmm. players who, you know, won't be stolen away from, you know, they're, they're, they're happy to be transferring into Alabama. Uh, right. not, not that any of the guys that we, that left weren't happy to be here. They probably absolutely were uh, for their time here, but but I think that uh, you, you're you're onto something with the JUCO. This Kitzelman fella might be. I mean, these guys might be might be diamonds in the rough that he's seeing um, as potential you know strong additions to the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we talked about it, that's kind of what what I was getting at when it was like these guys that are coming out of JUCO, they they have something that high school kids don't and that a little bit of experience a little bit of physical maturity and it and it works because as you said Alabama replaces a bunch of guys every year whether it's the the transfer portal now or if it's guys graduating and going to the NFL leaving early to the NFL and, and it mitigates it a little bit with that experience level so I, I think it'll continue to work and it'll always be a space for them, even at the yeah, high-level yeah. schools. Yeah, you think about it. Alabama, you know, recruited at – I mean, at, recruits at an extremely high level. But what you don't want to replace is, you know, uh, the the juniors and seniors that are leaving, and that's 15 to 20 a year. Um, and now you, now you start adding 18, 18 guys left that were expected to be on this roster. And a lot of them were expecting to have some level of play, not necessarily all superstars, but some level of contribution. And then that's not even counting the walk-ons and all that stuff. And that's that's how you build your team. I mean, you have to have good scout team guys, good guys who are hungry on the scout team that are scholarship and or PWOs and or just pure walk-ons that 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 are hungry and happy to be here because that's how you get better as a player. You start practicing against air a lot uh, and not against guys that give you good looks and show the speed and the angles of the game. It can literally change how you perform as a starter. Uh, there, there there is benefit to 
uh, we've talked about it, benefit against going against really good guys and really good talent. So Nick Saban looked like he's found a way to fill that gap. Coming back on the other side, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Matt Miller's mock draft, five guys in the first round um, he's projecting. Um, get your thoughts. Is, is he high, low, uh, over, under? And then, of course, one of the top-ranked guys uh, that he has um, is, of course, uh, Will Anderson. And that makes me ask you guys a couple of Heisman Trophy questions. So that conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show, I want you to be a part of it right here as well. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Alabama Crimson Tide got its eighth commitment of the 2023 class. Defensive coordinator Pete Golding received a commitment from Juco linebacker Justin Jefferson out of Pearl River Community College. Freshman infielder Megan Bloodworth announced her transfer destination. The utility player will be transferring to Oklahoma State to continue her collegiate career. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young was nominated for two 2022 SB awards. You can visit ESPYs.com to vote for Young for Best Collegiate Male Athlete and Best Game for the 2021 Iron Bowl. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Play it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Welcome back in. I want to thank the great folks over at Taco Casa. Taco Casa quality taste and value under the biggest cactus in town. Go make them your choice for lunch and or dinner. Uh, best sweet tea in town. Uh, chase uh, those burritos, those nachos, those uh, chimichangas and the uh, chimalupa the taco salad. Uh, I, I've been getting a Sancho, uh, uh, what I've been getting lately. Uh, of course, uh, my girls like the snack nacho with the peppers on the side. Whatever way you like it, go check out Taco Casa, tacocasa.com. Quality, taste, and value on the biggest cactus in town. All right, guys. Um, uh, Matt Miller, mock draft. Uh, if you want to get all the details on that, once again, you can go to tide109.com. Uh, and um, see that, uh, see the article in greater detail. But uh, uh, players listed uh, as options. Um, J- Jermaine Burton even getting in under Matt Miller's thing at number 28 to the Detroit Lions. That would be two Bama guys um, uh, in a row going in the first round. Uh, to Bama, two transfer guys from Alabama's arch enemies in the playoffs, actually, Ohio State and Georgia. Uh, Toa Toa uh, being listed as a possibility. Great fit, great team. Uh, if he steps up his game, uh, you know, the uh, he came back because he wanted to win a championship. And will that uh, coming back also pay off with him going in the first round to the Baltimore Ravens, according to Miller. Um, Stroud versus Young, that's been a big debate. Um, he has Stroud going before Young, uh, but he has Young going to the Carolina Panthers uh, as the number seven spot. Um, then he has Eli Rick Ricks going <laughs> number four to Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and then last but not least, Will Anderson going to uh, um, Will Anderson being the first and uh, overall number one pick to the Jets. Uh, thoughts, guys, on on, on Matt Miller's uh, uh, draft, your initial thought there? Uh, I think the biggest shocker would probably be uh, not Eli Ricks going in the first round, going that high in the first round. And then the biggest surprise of just being in the first round is probably Jermaine Burton. Uh, not saying that neither one of those things can happen, but as we talked yesterday, Eli Ricks has to crack the starting lineup and then perform at a high level. And is Burton going to be able to take a Jamison Williams-type leap or even maybe a John Mechie type lead because I think he might have snuck into the first round had he been healthy uh, at draft time. Can can those two guys make those steps? Yeah, my biggest surprise, Xavier, is uh, there is no way Bryce Young is going at seven. Come on, man. I mean, you can do the C- you can do the CJ Stroud Bryce Young thing if you want to, and that's fine. But both those guys are going top five. Golly, Bryce Young at seven is a crime. Uh, hey, if somebody gets Bryce Young at seven and he plays the way he did this past year, somebody got steal 
a, a, a steal of a deal, right? I mean, he, he, he would definitely be a high value, uh, pick, uh, anywhere outside of the top five. I understand not necessarily being one and two or three, but like, like you say, because you just don't, you don't know who's going to need what, but, um, I mean, I would, I would draft Bryce Young for the sake of trading him, uh, before I let him pass on my board, uh, if I'm sitting in the top five. Um, you know, uh, you, you'd have to be pretty secure. It, it's several things there. Uh, let's go ahead. We do have a caller, so I don't want to, uh, uh, I'm going to, I want to come back to this conversation, guys, um, and ask you, because I put a, a, a question up, uh, on, on, um, Facebook in the chat. Is Eli Rick the highest potential bust of an Alabama player? Um, and Kurt Lewis said DJ Dale or Brockemeyer. I'm not talking about those guys have not gotten, I'm not talking about from how well they played at Alabama. I'm, I'm really talking about in comparison to the love. Eli Ricks is getting unbelievable love. I mean, uh, I, I saw him play at LSU. He was really good as a freshman, but he hadn't played in a long time. And, and now, so, so he, he, he must have the measurables that you just can't pass up. Um, and I, um, I think he has a lot of Derek Stingley to the, that type of hype to him. I mean, he, he did play the first few games last year and got hurt and shut it down. Right. But I mean, it's, it's a very similar situation to they both but had. Stingley had what? How many years no. had Stingley played though? He played two, didn't he? I mean, three. He played, he played two, and then he he didn't play his third no, year, he right? Hurt most, he was hurt most of his sophomore year. He played in the Bama game, and just Smitty embarrassed him for the second year in a row. But well, he, you can't, he was you can't hurt a lot against. his sophomore year as well. You can't hold Smitty embarrassing you against him. Smitty embarrassed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but my point is. He's being projected as a top five pick in this draft, and he's not even in the starting lineup yet. And no guarantee that he will be. I mean, that's not a given uh, that that he will be. It's not even given he's going to be the best DB on the on the team. Uh, but if, of course, he doesn't have to be the best DB on the team because Kool Aid is only in his second year, so Kool Aid could even technically be better. But I. There's a couple other questions I have in that, but I'm, I'm, let me let me get to uh, George from Macon. George, you're in uh, with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on the Alabama Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Martin. Yeah, just a couple of comments, but I'm gonna you know sort of piggyback when you were making when I was listening. You made a statement about um, Bryce. I'm with you. I think that if I had an opportunity to take him early. And I didn't need a quarterback. I take him and use him for trade bait because he'll bring you a premium. Um, talking about Jefferson and development, um, you know, you hear these stories where a basketball player in one year grows four or five inches and he becomes a star. You know, that may be what cause maybe what Jefferson has done because his measurables are unbelievable. And I also equate it to um, my son. You know, he. You got academic scholarships everywhere. And he and his couple of his other friends also got academic scholarships. And one of them went to the junior college route because he wasn't ready to leave home. And after mm-hmm. two years, he goes to Tech and makes, you know, 
the dean's list, and another one goes ahead and goes to a college, a four-year college away from home. And because of all the distractions and he doesn't have the maturity, he flunks out. You know, yep. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of the way I kind of look at it. Um, but I'm sure hopeful that this guy does run a 4-3-4 and does have a 60-inch box lead because he is amazing. I mean, you're right, uh, Martin, you could play anywhere on the field. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. But those are kind of my quick comments, and I um, just see, want to see what you think about them. And you take care, and thanks for taking my call. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that input. Hey, guys, he makes a great point. I didn't even think about that that angle of the uh, uh, maybe uh, not ready to go off to school and it gives him a chance to mature uh, and develop. So um, that could be part of that equation uh, as well. Uh, you know, like, like when I look at this draft, uh, like you said, Eli Ricks at number four may not be out of the question at all. Uh, because it seems like everybody's doing it. Bryce Young at seven seems a little loose in the, uh, uh, <laughs> um, in the pants there. Uh, but either way, that's still three top ten guys. Uh, what about um, uh, Toa Toa coming in at number 20? Uh, if Toa Toa has that type of season uh, and his stock goes uh, up like that, guys, Alabama looking at hoisting a national championship if Toa Toa has that type of season. Without a doubt, uh, his ability, from what we've seen, just as a playmaker at Tennessee and like we've talked about towards the end of last season where he was, as he was getting more comfortable with the guys around him, uh, if, if, he's play, if he plays like that all season to work himself into a top 20 pick, it's definitely something. And as far as I know, there, there's not a lot of not, – not, the, the inside linebacker class – we haven't heard a lot about for the 2023 draft, so it's definitely a possibility for him to be able to work himself into that situation. Absolutely. Sometimes it's not always about how good you are alone. It's about who else is coming out that season. Um, Joe, uh, anybody missing from that list that you thought may be in there? Mm, well, I, I, no, no, a good question. I think uh, the first – if I had to bet – if I, if I had if I had to bet uh, somebody missing was it was Jordan Battle in that list? Uh, Jordan Battle wasn't in that list, and one of your go to guys that you started before I started seeing any national love, and he seems to be getting it now, uh, is Emil Ikior. Yeah, also getting in there. Ikior and Javion Cohen. I think if either of those guys have have strong seasons, you, you may be looking at uh, a high draft pick for both for both of those guys. I I, I, look, I look like really like the three of them: Jordan Battle, Emil Ikior, and Javion Cohen as kind of guys who are kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Yeah, and and, and uh, great point. I hadn't even thought about Jordan Battle, uh, and of course you know that Jordan Battle, Eli Rick. Um, and uh, Kool-Aid and whoever else uh, ends up playing the cornerbacks and DBs and inside linebackers are all hoping uh, that the SEC prediction where they had Byron Young uh, making uh, all SEC and and those guys, uh, uh, Tim Smith and so on and so forth, and Will Anderson creating havoc is just going to make those guys' stock uh, rise extremely quick. So, uh, if this defensive front is as good as said, 
you're right. I think Jordan Battle could even pop himself in there because his his heart hitting is going to take care of itself, but he also may find himself get, being a little more of a ball hawk. Uh, of course, the number one guy, Will Anderson, guys. Here's just a couple rapid-fire questions for you to think through. Is it time for the Heisman Trophy, uh, Joe and Xavier, to reevaluate itself and potentially make some changes? Everybody consensus says who is the best player on Alabama's team for the most part last year? Will Anderson, right? But he didn't make it to New York, so we've talked about that. Um, And that doesn't mean that Bryce Young didn't deserve the Heisman. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Will Anderson, if you ask people, if you ask the talking heads, they'll say best player on Alabama's team was Will Anderson. Will Anderson coming into this year is considered the best player in college football by many, not all, by many. So with the Heisman supposedly recognizing the best player, is it time for them to reevaluate that award um, and, 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 and award it the way they vote, et cetera, and award a guy like, you know, a Will Anderson? Yes, Will Anderson, if he is truly seen as the best player in the country, the Heisman Trophy should stop being such a offensively dominated award. You have to look at it across the board and look at the best defensive player, the most outstanding or the best player, the most outstanding player as a whole. So yes, I, I definitely think it should no longer just seem not only an offensive award outside of Alabama with Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, and Devontae Smith, it should stop being seen as a quarterback award. Yeah. Yeah, Xavier, you're spot on there. The problem is these voters are a bunch of casuals. you got people applying to vote who yeah. watch a third of the games at most. You definitely have some educated voters. You certainly do. But you got too many voters who apply to have a vote who just want to say, I'm a Heisman Trophy voter, uh, and put it on their resume. you got too many casuals holding the vote, and that's why uh, it always goes to a quarterback or so, you know, whoever's flashy. Yeah, and and here's I, I, I'm I'm gonna ask you a couple guy you guys a couple questions about potential changes. But before I say this, is a 17 and a half sacks, 101 tackles, and 34 and a half TFLs tackles for a loss? Is that just as impressive as Ty, Ty, Bryce Young's quarterback stat line? If people understand football, yes, it, it, it's just as impressive, if not more impressive, especially when you look at how he was how he was uh, game-planned for last year. And you look at Dallas Turner's sacks down the stretch where largely – They started running away from him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody was shifting to block number 31. So when number 31's getting blocked, 15 can have a field day. And and maybe we'll see Will's numbers go up some this year with – uh, with Dallas having a little bit more experience and teams not being able to just leave him one-on-one and with the addition of Chris Braswell being a bigger factor along that uh, the pass rushing course. 
Yeah, Xavier just hit it. You, you, the way they game planned and schemed against Will Anderson is it still had the production. I mean, how many times, <laughs> Martin, I, I know you did this in Xavier, too. How many times were you, did you catch yourself watching the Alabama defense and not watching any of the, of the ball, but just watching 31 and watching him operate against different blocking techniques and blocking schemes and him still be able to disrupt things and create havoc for the other team? And, and Joe, I will tell you, it, it's been a long time since I watched a defensive play. Most of the time, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I start with the ball, okay, and then move from there when I'm watching a game, uh, unless I'm watching it from the end zone. So if I'm watching it on television, it, a lot of times I'm watching the ball, see what the quarterbacks do from out from that perspective. But you're right. There were many times, Joe, that, that I would just want to see his get off and then watch. I mean, he, he has a get off. He has power. He has moves and he was injured for how many games last year? I mean, think about a couple of games where he had no push with that leg and he still ended up with 17 and a half sacks. He had more solo tackles than what's his, than the Aiden Hutchison had total tackles. I mean, it's just it just the, the stat line was crazy. Um, I, I, and instead of rushing um, into it, I'm going to go ahead and we, we'll, we'll answer these questions tomorrow, guys. Um, uh, but here, here's some of the questions I have. Should they reevaluate the voting that Joe mentioned and, and maybe even less than that and only have people who are committed to vote? Uh, I mean, committed to watching games. Uh, should they maybe move the timing of the vote? Should should the best player in college football uh, um, be uh, be allowed to have a couple more games potentially, meaning that his team makes it to the SEC championship game, the playoffs, uh, and and the finals? Uh, should they have uh, an offensive and a defensive? Um, uh, award to recognize the, the, the best Heisman, you know, like put something equal that the defensive guys can get because it's totally unfair. Uh, and then last but not least, this is not really a change. Is it possible that Alabama has three finalists next year based on how everybody feels about Eli Ricks? If he lives up to the hype, Will lives up to the hype, and Bryce lives up to the hype, is there any way possible for that to happen? All of those questions we're going to answer tomorrow. We're going to go ahead and get the break here. Coming back on the other side, uh, guys, coming back on the other side, I'm going to give you a two-minute warning version of the Christian Moment of the Week presented by Johnson and Marshall Dentistry. Uh, Scotty would not be with us, but I'll give you a quick, uh, quick two-minute warning version of that. Coming up next right here on the Martin Houston Show. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Wednesday morning. An arrest has been made after an investigation of a fire in Hope that killed two people last month. Charged with capital murder in the case is 39-year-old Patrick Darnell Campos. The victims were Shelley Wallace and Eric Shane Hatter. They were discovered in a burned house on Garber Street in Holt in May. Forensic evidence sent to the state lab in Montgomery for analysis developed Campos as the suspect in the case. He's in the Tuscaloosa County Jail without bond. Don Hartley, Townsquare 
Media Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Hello, this is Martin Houston with Awakening and I want to invite you to join us this Thursday, June 30th at 6.30 for an intimate time of worship and powerful preaching. Awakening is a community-wide service with no church affiliation, just a place where you can come worship God, hear great preaching, and fellowship with fellow believers. This Thursday at the link 610 Watermelon Road or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Normally we have Scotty Hollins, Executive Director of Blueprint Ministries, joining us. Uh, he's not able to be with us this morning, but he's been talking to us about how our perspective of how we see God impacts how uh, we see our situations, our circumstances, uh, and even ourselves. And uh, there's a uh, scripture out of Numbers where uh, the spies had gone into the land to spot the land that God was giving the people of Israel uh, in Numbers 13. And uh, when they come back, uh, there's 12 spies. Two of them, Caleb and Joshua, have a report. Uh, and their report is uh, they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here's this fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak, who were the giants, descendants of the giants. The Amalekites live in Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill, and the Canaanites. And then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should still go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Uh, but the other 10 spies said, we can't attack the people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites uh, a bad report about the land uh, that they had explored. They said the land we explored devours those living. All the people we saw there are great in great size. We saw the Nephilims and we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. And as I close, the power of your perspective and how you see things and how you see God in a situation and circumstance can dictate everything you do from that point on. If you see yourself uh, being alone in a fight and a battle to be your best and don't see yourself uh, with the protection and, and the leading and the guidance uh, and the provision of God, you'll never get there. 
uh, former executive of Chick-fil-A, David uh, Sawyer said, perspective is the one thing that you can change uh, that that you can see the most results by changing perspective without changing anything else in your environment. See yourself as the head and not the tail above and not beneath because that's who God created you to be. Hey, listen, I appreciate you, X. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, yes, Joe. Sir. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And we'll be back tomorrow. We'll pick up this Heisman Trophy uh, conversation as well as uh, uh, a couple other topics. But thank you so much for being a part of the Martin Houston Show. And remember how you see yourself through God's eyes and how you see God through your eyes will impact your ability to become the best version of yourself. Be encouraged today. Go out there and trust in the Lord and always lean on your own understanding. Are you always acknowledge him? And he will direct your paths. Roll tide out there, everybody. Have a blessed day, and we'll catch you on tomorrow. It's a celebration.